Hello all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 22, we're recording on May 11th, 2019. Um, year's important, let's hope that we make it to like 2020 or something on recordings, we'll see. Yeah. Right? 2019 right now. And tonight we are going to be concluding the story of the Awoken. And this is going to be a little mix and mashup of Marasena and the Woken of the Reef books. Uh, this is our extra episode because they dropped two cards that were supposed to be kind of like end of Marasena story, beginning of Awoken of the Reef story. So this does not chronologically happen after our last episode. It happens in between. And we'll do a little setup for what, how one ended and how we had the other one so that you guys know where this fits. But if you didn't already know, Tonight I am your host, and this is Hyven. I am Elamist. This is Mrs. Hyven. I am finally home from my work trip, and we apologize for our week off. Uh, But life was crazy for myself and Mrs. Hyven after I returned home. And while Elamist could have made a podcast episode by himself, he chose not to. So we are doing it this week. I would like to establish life was crazy because we were assisting family members. It kind of sounds sketch when you're like, I came home from 10 days and then Mrs. Ivan and I were really busy for two days. No. I, I, I was about to comment on that. <laughs> hey, look, I was exhausted after my work trip. We were cutting then, down trees and drinking margaritas, not at the same time. Not at the same yes, time. Yes, and then we the had a very large out. tree well, cut down on our normal recording day of Saturday. I spent all day Saturday from the morning to darkness cutting down a tree. And then we, of course, had to cut it all up and haul it to the dump that Sunday. So, yeah. And I got back from a lot of work. So I'm, I'm still, like, tired to this a week later. So we're, But we're getting back at it. We are doing this. We're here. We're Women doing it. Tasty. Sorta. Elamist is chopsticking. Which you may or may not know what that means. I don't remember if we've ever mentioned that. But he's got his chopstick. How anyway. Seems like that's a normal thing for Elmas. Does he always come to Yeah. Well, you literally commented on it last episode. I just don't remember if it was during the recording or not. I don't remember that, but I believe you. Look, maybe I just remember it because then me and Elmas talked uh, like over an hour after that when we were supposed to be sleeping. I love and trust yeah. you. <clears throat> okay. Well, then do you trust me to continue on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. I'm so extra weird tonight this is what happens when we don't haven't recorded for roll with it anyway our podcast news for the week is always the same as all as usual please 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 give us your feedback check out the twitter at guardians underscore lore email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com and of course hit us up with some reviews for this podcast on your podcast Listener of choice, Apple Podcast, guys, Google Podcast, anything, and yeah, that's what I was going to comment on. <laughs> we have yeah. we have a poll still going for what to discuss after this. It is on the Twitter page as a link for a poll. So far, we have only I do believe have two votes. Mrs. Hyven claims that her vote wasn't working, but I think it's because you have to like click a couple things after. It was a little weird. You don't just click on your answer. You have to do like a next or something. But please give us some options because we only have two votes and one of them is myself. So don't make it a 
tiebreaker between the hosts. <clears throat> yeah, he loves and look, I think for future reference, we should just stick to Twitter polls. Much easier. You only have to click one thing and it registers. Well, you can only do three things for Twitter, and we have like. First of all, you can do four, and second of all, so what? Maybe you guys need to dwindle <laughs> down your options. Maybe this is on you. There's a lot of there's hold up. There's a lot of good poll options that we could. I guess say we were using straw poll, but there's some other ones that I've heard that worked well. And while I didn't mind the thing with Elemist, it required like two buttons. And you know, some people that extra button is just like, oh, did it already send? I guess I'm done. You have to click something else to see the result. Um, maybe what we'll do is there were two that were voted for. Maybe we'll throw those two up for just a Twitter poll also. For this last week, just to make it easier, if you guys would like that. Um, but yeah, yeah also, I've already got the show notes already done for both options. Uh, yeah, I'll put those two the, options up. Then, just the two. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Hyven, just for you, I'm going to start working on the dust All right, show notes. Add them there we go. We'll throw those three yeah, up. Yeah, see, Orchid just commented and said it won't let her vote. I told you, you have to vote and then click another option after it look i don't know but she just said it's not letting her vote so you know what i'm gonna put up the two plus mine yeah. and yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna do it we'll that way so, so we're just gonna have to work out find a new poll area yeah i want to say i'm gonna listen to the last focus this show is not what they used to recording. use straw poll and they switched to something else and uh blue said he really liked it so and their polls always work really really nice i've used them obviously as a contributor to voting many times and never had any problems so We'll take a look into the polls, but you know we don't do polls too often, so we're just getting into it. All right. Well, well I, I think, think I, I would like to do it as a weekly thing. That way I we can get everything lined up. I do agree. Take a, start taking a vote. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Well, stuff you have missed. Two weeks are gone. Um, so you missed Iron Banner. <clears throat> An Iron Banner happened. Uh, you still have one more in this season if you want to try to finish your Iron Burden for either the crazy 2,500 kills for the emblem or the, what is it, 200 for the weapon? 500. 500, okay. And so, that Iron Banner is going to be next week. Which is nice because the Revelry is also done, so you can do the Iron Banner bounty without having to worry about being spammed by grenades and things yes. like that. Yes. I did get home in time to play some Crucible of the Revelry. Um, and... As much as I thought it was kind of annoying, I actually enjoyed the revelry. It was much more, I don't know, the, um, what's, what the heck's that? Not the Haunted Forest. What is it called now? It's something. Oh. My goodness, I can't even remember what the main event is called. Regardless, I actually liked it a lot more than the Haunted Forest, even though it was very yeah. And, um, I really, really liked doing strikes and stuff, being too spam- like my uh, like class ability repeatedly and stuff even more than a grenade like as hunters dodging a lot was really really nice like in the pve sense it was fun but when it came to crucible it got really old really quick i will say though we did some i went into uh crucible doing comp and piled up a pretty good streak i got to fabled three just really close to hitting mythic um yeah, I really should make this season the time I go for Not Forgotten because we actually had a lot of success even with that. Uh, shout out to Flamin' Star, Sean for a little bit, and Azorn. <laughs> Sean for we actually everything up. A good, a good crew. So I may or may not get Not Forgotten this season, but probably not because 
things you've missed in Destiny is I started over on PC, and it's really, really fun and awesome. <laughs> but um, that is I am not now, in the notes. It is not, but it's just I am doing two things, so I am definitely behind in Guys, some Guys, Hyven needs aspect. friends on PC. <clears throat> I do. Hey, hit me up on hit hit Mrs. Hyven up on Twitter. I need. I would love. A, I have no friends except for hopefully Elements. <laughs> I can get him on, um, on PC, but Elemis doesn't really play PC either. I would love a dedicated right. clan for PC because I actually put out a Twitter poll about like the fact that you had switched to PC and who plays what on what console, and it was literally a three-way tie <laughs> because only three people voted. One was PlayStation, one was Xbox, and one was PC. Well, so whoever that one yeah. PC person was, reach out. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah. I, I was the one Xbox. I figured you were the one Xbox. <laughs> I'd play with you on Xbox. But no, that's not that it's necessarily relevant to, but it kind of is just because I'm playing on two platforms with sometimes oh limited gosh. time. I don't always get everything done like I used to. Um, the reason I say that is because I did get the next thing we're talking about done, but my invitations for the nine will not be completed. So I will just have to, I, but I've been watching them on YouTube. So, uh, it shouldn't affect anything, but, you know, life happens. I think we can still talk about this game without playing with it all the time, every day. Yeah. But yeah. But what I did do was what dropped after our 2.2.2 update on Tuesday. They said all they were doing was nerfing Spectral Blades, but instead they sneaked in another amazing quest, and that was the oh Zero Hour. Um my God, yes. So... They also, oh, so they also fixed the uh, Invitation of the Nine. That one can finally be watched, which was actually kind of cool to see because um, I loved that there was a little lore implication. It showed how Drifter and Orin were kind of fighting after she realized who he was, which is something that's talked about in one of the lore books we'll discuss. But it was nice to like actually see the conversation that we didn't have because I know me and Elemist were speculating a little bit on that and I feel like we got a little bit of explanation on when oh, Orin yeah. left and how she did know who he was and did confront him. So, oh, But yeah. you could also and, hear, and, like, Hurt and Drifter's voice. It was crazy. Right. And, like, that Hurt in his voice makes me think certain things were one-sided. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So we won't get into that too much. But um, if you have not been keeping yeah. up, they're really interesting, especially if you have read the um, Ecdysis book. Um, oh, but, yeah. yeah. Zero hour, man. What the heck is is teeth? Wait, tr three dash vr is that? It's Trevor. Oh, I've is that actually how it's it's spelled? Yeah, I have not paid attention. <laughs> I referred him to D- Giant Sweeper Bot or Trevor, but I never actually paid attention to like. Is that how actually what it says when you get killed by him? No, that's just how we're spelling it. It's how Bungie posted it in their tweets. I must have just missed that. But anyway, yeah. If you have no idea what we're talking about, the Zero Hour mission is a new timed quest similar to Whisper of the Worm. If you're not familiar with that, you unlock a new exotic, which is actually an old D1 exotic, once again. Outbreak Perfected, which was Outbreak Prime. And you have a timed horde slash jumping puzzle slash puzzle crawler awesome thing um, to unlock the weapon and then you get a heroic version to do it after so Trevor is in there as a giant machine that 
chases you down hallways and kills you. It gives me, it's got like a portal feel. I don't know why Trevor makes me feel like yeah. Glass is trying to kill me. Well, like that thing is quick too. Yeah, it's you like, can. It's like five knights in the tower. Yeah, I was able to like Titan skate with like a shoulder charge to get away, but most I did actually did on my hunter, so then I was kind of just screwed. But yeah, Trevor's beast, he kills you. Uh, but yeah, and I actually just earlier today finished the heroic, and then afterwards did the quest for the ship schematic because it also gives you a masterwork progress. And it is so annoying. 49 codes have to be entered. It took us about doing all of them right, relatively quick, with one of the calculators provided. It took us four to five minutes just to sit there and enter codes. Yeah. It is very intense. And it's it's funny because I was doing that with one of my clanmates. Shout out to Mr. Pickles. And... uh, like he was the one running and doing all the different ones mm-hmm. while uh, you my other... other teammate and myself were actually reading the the terminals yeah i was reading and entering codes into the calculator and and like halfway through you could just hear that he was getting very tired yeah it's intense we got a good strategy but uh, were you able to get that done oh yeah nice nice so i i have gotten the actual exotic. I've gotten the catalyst. Progress on the catalyst. Um, the schematic. Progress on that. And I've gotten the emblem. I actually don't know if I got the There's an emblem for completing For heroic? It. Is it only for normal? No, no, no. You can do it on normal or heroic. But you have to complete it with five minutes left. Maybe I did get that emblem. Now I need to check because I think we did do that once. But it yeah. Would, it would be a triumph. Yeah, I need to go check. Under uh, <clears throat> Destinations, the city. Okay. It's a pretty cool emblem, actually. I really like it. Oh, yeah. Um, and as Elemist apparently does not know, I found out there is a cheese for this that I'm sure will be patched by the time the next three week, two weeks come to finish the um, masterwork. So it's probably good that you were able to do it without the cheese. There is a cheese as your fire team, the ships take off. If one person cycles between their inventory and their destination map, back and forth, back and forth, they will not ever load in, which never starts the timer. So the people who do load in can literally do the whole thing. So that allows you to get through the heroic two people. When they get to the very, very end, Two of them start fighting the boss, and as you're about to finish it, the person who has been cycling between the two maps stops doing that. They get loaded in. Once they're loaded in and the timer starts, you kill the boss. All three of you get your heroic done. Jeez. Yeah, so I didn't know that was a thing. I found out, and it is makes it really easy. Anyone who doesn't, who hasn't been able to do this, Go ahead, try the cheese. But I have a feeling that they will probably patch that, I would think, relatively soon, being as they patched the ship quest within like a day. Uh, so just a heads up, learn to do it anyway. Uh, you can do it similar with the ship. After you finish the heroic, you go back in. Two people load in. They grab the ship quest. The first person goes to the first key card, because three key cards need to be picked up. The second person goes to the second key card. Then the person loads in. 
the second they run up and pick up the quest bounty, the two of you pick up your key card. Every, all three of you get it. You all three run to your third key card, and by the time you get down there, you know yeah. you've shaved like five. You've given yourself like a good padded amount of time. So, um, jeez, pretty crazy. But uh, we will see if it sticks around. So props to you for not cheesing because we were really tired and we did cheese the ship today. Yeah, like I did it everything legit. We did the heroic, but the ship. We we got tired. We finished in forty nine codes, man. When you're like timer, like you, you enter like twenty some codes, and then you run out of time. It's like, oh, well, God. and and so for each code that you enter in, it gives you fifteen seconds. It does, yeah. The first time we did it, we were kind of slow. We probably could have done it legit, but we decided to cheat. I know I'm a horrible person, but I'm sure we won't get to do it. Hey, I did whisper legit when that came out, and then farmed people through for a couple days so i feel like i earned a little break <laughs> <laughs> and then we also are on invitations of the nine week eight that's the one that is happening now or coming up because some people would have just that, finished their bounty right that is the one that i was able to finish this week okay um it was pretty interesting nice nice so then one more, guys, and then we will yep. be talking about this. We'll probably do, what, one, another episode or two, and then we will have one on this whole story. But yeah, I know this is long-winded, and we're already, I mean, nah, it's not too bad. We've been like 15 minutes. But yeah, that is, there was a lot, there was a lot in Destiny. It was kind of exciting having yeah. this thing go down. And so we also got some information about the new season, Season of Opulence. It will be starting... On June 4th, uh, it was posted in the TWAB, and so that is exciting because not only does the season drop, but the uh, DLC content drops at the same time, just like Season of the Drifter did. We don't have to wait a week like we did for Black Armory, um, so they are now just doing it season, and everything drops at once. So much so that we are finally getting another raid, which is exciting, however... <laughs> The raid is going to drop on the same day as the DLC drops. And what's going to happen is six hours after you can get into the game and start your power level grind, it will drop. So there is not a couple days. Bungie decided that mechanics are not hard enough. They enjoy watching people go for 30 hours. They want you to learn the mechanics and beat your head against the wall because things one-shot you. Which I personally think is a little extreme, but in order to do this, they are only giving everyone six hours, <clears throat> um, and they are also disabling Last Wish and Scourge of the Past raids, so that anyone who has stockpiled keys cannot use that. That does make sense. I do appreciate the, um, the no stockpiling yourself to get yourself to level faster. Um, our raid is called Crown of Sorrow. Um, power level for the first encounter is 615 so i've heard a lot of people i thought it was probably be, last encounter would be 730 i heard some people say 730 740 so starts at 715 probably is going to go to 740 so it's going to be difficult and it appears that it might take place possibly on the um leviathan we will see <clears throat> but so exciting so the entire next season is going to be about callus yeah, that's what it seems to be, man. I think now, it's going to be a fun. 
I'm looking forward to going back to Kalos. Now, with the new raid being called Crown of Sorrow, do you think it's actually going to be about Kalos? Or what I think, the play on those couple words, I think it is going to be about Kalos, but it is going to be about Kalos's nature with the darkness and the hive. Because we know he already, from some of the lore, had a worm, which was very similar to the one that the sisters got when their father died that kind of led them to the um, the worm gods of the deep. You know what I'm talking about? They talk about him having a, a familiar or like that white worm. Uh, so we already know that he has some links to that and some paracausal kind of thing. So I'm thinking the whole like books of sorrow, crown of sorrow. I, th- I think it might have something to do with that. Also, though, we know that the Leviathan is related to the nine. So there's a lot of crap that could be thrown in there, and I am really excited to see what happens. Right. I was thinking along the same lines, because every time we see the word sorrow, it's related to the hive. Yeah. Yep. So that's really, really exciting. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's going to be rough. I kind of hate that I won't be able to get in there, because I'm definitely not going to have time to power level up. Um, but, you know, I'm also not going to... I never. I don't have delusions of grandeur. I'm not going for Worlds First. So, those people who do, they want to knock their heads against the wall for 24 or 30 hours. I'll have fun <laughs> watching. Yeah. And as we said, the last Iron Banner will be coming up next week. Uh, Curse Week is next week. And, yeah. And, and we have Valor. Valor. Yep. 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 That is what is new in Destiny. There's actually a, there's a bit. There is a bit, which is exciting. Yeah. What's new and like as I and the best part, what's new in Destiny for me is everything. It's so rough starting over, dude. I oh, I to... know. I even popped the uh, boon that takes you to Forsaken Story and levels you up, but I still have no weapons. I went into Gambit with like blue weapons, and it was like Ace of Spades, kill people with hand cannons. I was also like a hundred levels under everyone, so it was like, crap! I have to kill this invader with my Allegro. It was a good hand cannon, but it took me a little while. Got it done, but yeah. So lots to do. It's fun stuff. Um, so let's go ahead and get into our topic. Uh, Elmis, do you want to give him a little introduction into what this whole topic, what this episode's about, and where it fits in? Yeah. So for the brief intro to the topic, this whole episode is because Bungie dropped two entries during the Arc Week up- update. Um, these entries are supposed to be bridging the Marasena and the Awoken of the Reef. Uh, I believe it was like one entry at the very end of the Marasena and one entry at the very beginning of the Awoken Reef. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure um, it ended on Palogenesis 2 in Marasena, and this one starts on Palogenesis 3, and Awoken of the Reef started on something 2? I don't remember. Oh, Revanche. Revanche. Yeah, and we have Revanja one, so it's it's kind of cool. And I actually remember Mrs. Hyven looking at that, going, "Is that right?" We all thought it was a typo when we started that episode. Revanja two. Yeah, this is kind of like we should have known that they were like holding on to something, man. They're always that, throwing out that those kinda, little, that little that, bait, dude. Yeah, that that kind of annoyed me because we had just finished the Marasena. <laughs> yeah, it was just inconvenient. Well, it's like they introduce the flavor text or um, um, Thorn that talked about 
13th yeah. understanding, 7th Book of Sorrow. And the Book of we, Unmaking only goes up to like 10. Well, before that, the Books of Sorrow didn't go to Books 7. So we were like, what the heck? And then we finally get Book 7, and then it only goes to 9. And we're like, what the heck? And then they release <laughs> that extra little stuff with Shin and throw it in there. So they're sneaky, yeah. dude. They are sneaky. But yeah, man, we're this is a short-ish episode, but we do have some lore tabs for weapons we're gonna read too, which is weapons why we all are talking a lot. It's um, because yeah, we could you know if we do go long with weapons and armor, we're really only covering two lore books, so it's kind of convenient since we haven't been together for a while and we're talking a lot. Yeah. Twice today, I was like, "Crap, we need to record," and Mrs. Hyben was like, "You've forgotten twice." I was like. Then we both we both forgot earlier. She was like, "No, I remembered." Just you didn't remind me. She was like, "Figured you'd you'd be ready at some point." Oh God! <laughs> hey, late. We gotta record. But yeah. All right. Well, anything else to add before we get started? If I haven't scared everyone off with my rambling. So. Had to be. Uh, just as a recap, the first lore entry here takes place. After the Awoken come back to our system from the distributary. Yeah, I want to say that Palingenesis 2 ended with them literally, um, like, they went through the portal, right, after their ships being attacked. And we didn't actually know what happened to them until the new book. They were just on the other side. So this is like, finish up that stuff. All right. This is Hyven. Are you ready to start reading? Palingenesis 3. The first hulk they colonized was a one-kilometer habitat, tender, reactors still burning, gravity still steady at three-quarters of Earth's. Driven by an AI long ago reduced to basic subroutines, the tender had completed its final mission to wrangle an Oort cloud comet down on the asteroid belt. When... No orders came for the comet's disposition. It had set about gardening. The comet's surface was domed and solid, and tethered mirrors kept taut by photon pressure-focused starlight into a silver, silvery radiance, which fed the oxygen forest well enough. It would have been a marvel of greenery and ancient ice, but the surface had caught fire recently. Oxygen-fueled flame killed nearly everything except insects and rats. But Mara judged it would be a good fixer-upper. The rats, the first intelligent life they had met since their return. The insects, edible. The hulls had not survived the unpocketing as well as their passengers. The micro-singularity wormhole, propped open by a precipitous spike of dark energy, pulled alloy, and ceramic armor like taffy. Missiles mauled five of the hulls. Worst of all, the passage through the nightmare Lyman between worlds had devastated onboard AI and logic systems. It was time to abandon their cocoons. Aldrin's survey located a reef of derelict spacecraft, apparently convoyed together for mutual aid in the asteroid belt. The Jensen scribes who joined Mara on her journey were 
even now giddily cataloging cultural markers and ancient records. We'll salvage the halls, Mara told Shiraido, pool the raw materials and the systems we can still use, and bring the biosystems of these hulks back online. Once we have reliable gravity, we can start having babies. We'll need weapons, Sher said cheerfully. We don't have enough spare chemistry for firearms right now, and the Maltac we brought with us would blow right through the hull. Also, line-throwing tools and devices for launching satellites off the surfaces of asteroids, hulks, etc. You know what I'm thinking? I cannot say I imagine, Mara said sarcastically. She imagined the sight of Sher Ida stringing her women tall bow and passed the thought away like a card trick. Dwelling on such pleasantries would not do. Will it involve archery? Big old compound bows with all sorts of tactical knickknacks. Sure paced in delight in delighted thought. I'll be the first woman in the universe to place a calm sat in helocentric orbit with a longbow. You're absurd, Mara said, and at Sure's uninhibited grin of delight at the thought of exploring and rebuilding this entire reef with her. Even at the terrible flinch-thrill idea of sending Schur into violence and danger, Mara felt a tingle of worrisome warmth and gladness. So, Schur said, lunging into that moment of weakness to get what she wanted, when will you tell everyone what's happened to Earth? At first they had thought Earth a ruined world, but there were signs otherwise. At least it had not turned into a machine-gnawed corpse like Mercury. When Aldrin's back from deploying his drones, she narrowed her eyes. Sure, can you hear what I'm thinking? What, as in telepathically? The queen's bodyguard closed her eyes. Everyone's been feeling spooky, but I'm not sure that extends to transmitting. Mara? Good grief! So... Oh, where is Found Chicka Wow Wow? They just immediately got into baby making. <laughs> What's that? We need to make some babies. Crap. We can start having babies. Yeah. Um, th- like, my mind just keeps going back to that. I'm like, yeah. Well, I have a question to get you started. What is their <laughs> first location here that they found? I'm just curious what you... Honestly, I hadn't put too much thought into it. I mean, I know yeah. it's a asteroid belt because that is where the reef is, but they didn't really give any satellite names or anything. Yeah. Because yeah. in D1, we know them as, you know, reef born. We know them as the reef, and we went to the reef and we saw that stuff. We know that what comment that is on, I can't remember the name at the moment, but we do have a name for some of the comments that they're on. So I. My thinking was it was was it I mean that asteroid that they originally started on or was this like the um, tangled shore Druman city? Because I never thought of this asteroid as having life, and they talk about a place that used to have life. So my thinking is that this is that asteroid that the but it I I, I think it I think it's the tangled shore. It's not the Dreaming City because I would argue that they fo- they formed the Dreaming City into, like, a pocket world, kind of like something that they came from. 
Right. I think of it as a tangled shore because it talks about how um how uh, rope it together. It, it was yes, that was what it yeah, the whole it being roped together. Um tethered mirrors kept taut by photon pressure. And the whole the fires, like things are on fire all the time on the planet. So yeah. yeah. And then my thinking was then when she talks about Aldrin finding the reef, that is the reef that we know where our guardian met the Awoken, where we originally thought was their home. The Vestian outpost. Yeah, the Vestian outpost. Because we always, I always thought, they talked about how, like, all those, they talk about how they found a bunch of crashed ships. I had always thought in D1, when we talk about how the Awoken were formed by, like, light and dark when they were running, and, like, basically, the travel, like, it always sounded like they were stuck in the middle, and their ships exploded, and those were the remnant of their ships. Right. To me. But we now know that they literally just found ships of people who were just running away. To be honest, they're probably a bunch of dead orbit ships that they just happened to form into their home. Which would also explain why dead orbit is still in the city. Yeah, exactly. They tried to run and it didn't go well for a lot of their people. Um, and we've heard a lot of crazy stories about things that happen. One of those ships is Kytus. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. But yeah, so that was just my thought on like, where did you think they are? I think it's not Dream City, of course, but I thought it was a Tangled Shore. Yeah, uh, honestly, I mean, that's as <laughs> good of a uh, conclusion as any. Um, There's rats. Yeah. And insects. And, yeah. and spiders. I'm just kidding. That's just a play off of spiders there. <laughs> yeah. um, and at this point, uh, there was one thing I, I wanted to come to. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, Mercury is already completely taken over by Vax. the Vax. And that was something that they had actually seen, I want to say, when they looked through the distributary, though, right? When they were trying to determine well, what had well, like, uh, what state the world was in that they were returning to. And I think that they had already... I believe that Mercury had already... They already knew that Mercury was screwed before they even went. I don't know if Mercury was already completely engulfed by vex because otherwise why make that distinction here well because i thought that they had actually mentioned that in the other card and this is where it was a callback unlike mercury that was completely taken earth was not completely destroyed even though we thought it was pretty bad i'm not sure it's not really i guess accurate i mean uh important when they found out but yeah they knew they were able to do some serious scouting yeah, so we do find out that how what state because you know we didn't know what state their ships were in. Their ships were five of the ships were damaged from the missile fire when their people basically tried to stop them. Um, there was holes in the ships from dark matter and black holes, micro black holes. Um, and I just love how the whole just the trauma of going between worlds like destroyed practically almost all their AI and systems on board. Yeah. So it sounded like they would have lost a lot of technology. But my favorite thing was, we need weapons. The only weapons we brought were cannons. Because she was right. like, the only weapons we had would blow up through halls. Like, they had weapons to defend themselves from, like, ship battles is kind of what I thought. If people tried to, like, attack them. But, like, they didn't have a lot of hand-to-hand weapons, which is kind of my thinking. And that could be why the Awoken are so known for their bows. Yeah, it because, was almost like Sheer started them off on them. Well, even more than that, like when the they, only when the only weapons are 
you know, ship cannons. Yeah. You know, you're making weapons however you can. A bow has the simplest yeah. amount of materials, I guess. And calling back to the Mars, beginning of Marcina, the bows were these first weapons that were made in the distributary they talked about. We talked about the importance of them for people. But I just love that Shares was like, I got an idea. And she was like, I was just waiting for her to be like, no, it's not actually my bow. I have a real idea. No, it was just, she jokingly was like, I'm going to launch satellites into orbit with my bow. And then I love how it like picked up and she was like, bows truly still became important here, which was pretty yeah. freaking. Yeah. How about you, Mrs. Hyven? Anything about their location and stuff? No. So the other thing is, of course, what happens at the end. Um, the longest tangent about their location. Well, I think and I like know nothing <clears throat> to add anything to that. So you've been on the Tangled Shore. Yeah, but I wasn't like hundred percent certain as to whether or not that's where they were, and I wasn't gonna say it and be stupid. Well, I'm glad you thought of it and you were right. I think. Or I think we don't actually know for sure, but that's yeah, that's our our guess. I guess mine. It's well, a good enough guess that I'm behind it. Okay. Um, what are you laughing about there? I found the funniest word meme or text post. I don't didn't even understand what you said because you were like, yeah. Once in kindergarten, a girl asked me to write. Oh, no, this is Super irrelevant. Girl. Let's finish the, the card. No, I have to read this. We're done with the card, aren't we? No. Oh, okay. We didn't talk about the largest thing. What, them getting it on, or... No. Well, what happened to been, Earth? That could have been a large orgy. I really don't know. But no, we see... I feel see like the... Mara's the kind of, like, go big or go home. We see the... Oh, oh, my... oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll show you some lightness and some dark. Um, <laughs> no, number one, the fact that they were trying to decide when to tell people about Earth. We know that led to a large schism later over the state of Earth and when they should go help. Um, so they knew, and they were waiting when to tell people. And then, of course, Mara senses, the second she gets there, that something is weird, and this is when she asks about the whole telepathy thing to Shir. And Shir's like, what the heck are you talking about? And then, the way I read it, it's like mid-sentence, she gets what Mara is thinking of. Yeah, um, obviously, that's, why, that's how I tried to read it. Um, because, which is cool because Mar didn't have that ability before. And we later know now that she has some link to her people, people. So this is almost, you know, confirming that she really does have telepathy with at least her people. And on a funnier note, my thinking is they have all this time on their hands and she goes, sure. You know what I'm thinking? And she's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Oh my God, Mara, good grief. I think it was definitely a bounce a wow, wow kind of thing. I had cannon. They gotta make babies. I'm just saying, what else would she be thinking of that Shira would just be <laughs> like, Sorry to oh break you on this, but that's not how you make babies. <laughs> we'll talk oh, about that true, later. <laughs> We're gonna explain that to Elvis a little later, guys. I'd say they make a good time, but that's totally what I got out of it. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely got her. Yes. All the, under- the heck was that? We all agree with you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for your contribution. We all agree that that's what happened. Sexy time, the sex 
Just that's like the not, Twitter. That's <laughs> not what I was saying. I was saying we all agree that some she, like mid conversation, r- realized that she could read Mara's thoughts, or that um, Mara could send yeah, her. Yeah, I mean that too, and that her thoughts were, "Hey, you know what the best way to kill some time is, and it's some cardio." So win win. Oh my goodness, I almost need you to read again. I feel like we're losing you. Well, I'll read again. I'll read again so hard. All right, Elemis, please read now. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Revanche one. Aldrin returned to the reef during the long, unquiet night, when the awoken people huddled in their beds and hammocks, gathered in ice caves and half-lit habitat cylinders, haunted by visions and portents. Faces appeared to them in the sublimating swirl of cometary ice. Images and portraits became impossible to distinguish from their real counterparts. All statues were shrouded, lest they appear to passers-by as corpses. Something had changed in them after their return to the outer cosmos. A live wire hum passed through their tendons in their hands. Their jaws popped when they swallowed, and flashes of light like the impact of cosmic rays obscured their vision. It felt to Mara as if they had lowered their feet into an ocean of charge and raised their hand to some invisible cable overhead, as if they were now again in contact with immense and opposing forces that had left an ancient mark. It feels like I've got scurvy. Sure, Ido snarled, having never had scurvy in her life. As if all these old wounds in my soul are opening up again. People keep sending me notes, Mara said. Her sensorium had died in the transit, so the notes came to her through whispers and scraps of precious paper. They say, I saw your face in my dream. I saw your eyes. I heard your voice. So it's not just me. Aldrin was the second person to bring her revelations on that day. First was Keldawaj, the all-teacher, one of Mara's most joyful recruits to the expedition. Tell me more. Mara poured her a snifter of icy cometary water. What does magic mean? Some sort of weak acausality. Kilda lowered her flower bowl build into a hammock of tangled plastic. They've been firing encoded neutrino beams through volunteers, and it looks as if the resulting patterns of scatter depend on the cognitive and emotional state of the target. It's a very reliable detection, at least for Sigma, but the effect size is terribly small. Mara digested this with a shot of ancient ice, slushy against her tongue. A causality. You mean that whatever's happening, whatever influence we have on, say, neutrino beams, it's not accounted for by physics? Not by any physics we know. At face, it seems to violate some 
conservation laws, which would make Emmy Nother's head spin. Kelda remembers the names of her ancient physicist heroes, even when she cannot tell which way is sunward. Secret physics, Mara thought of the Traveler and its works. We've all felt it, haven't we? We know we're, how to say, trapped in the clinch between light and dark, she wondered, without quite so much portent. We were in contact with certain numinous elements. Kelda held out her cup for more water. The question is, Your Majesty, don't call me that. We are operating on a direct democracy here. Kelda rolled her eyes. The question is, do we continue to think of this as science? Do we teach it as physics? Causal closure says that everything that happens in a material system has a material cause. However, if symbolic structures in the mind are triggering material effect, shouldn't we call that what it is? Death had no dominion, Amara whispered. Pardon? We are in death's dominion now. We are all dying again. We were immortal in the distributary, weren't we? Some part of us was, attuned to the universe. And now that we're no longer receiving the distributary's signal, we are attuned to something new. That was when the hatch slammed open and Aldrin stumbled in, grinning ferociously, clutching a scummy fistful of cytogel to a slash across his neck. Aliens, he rasped. I found aliens, and one of them cut my throat. All right, so this one's kind of interesting. Right off the bat, we have Aldrin returning to a time frame referred to as the Long Unquiet Night, which all three of those words are capitalized. Um, so it is not that he returned one night while everyone was sleeping, but I think this is this is a, a reference to a period of time when when the Awoken all came home. They basically were all feeling sick because it was like their bodies were getting reattuned to mm, this. dying. Yeah, actually, that's perfect. I didn't even think about dying. I just thought to whatever they were tied to this world. But you might actually be right. They are not immortal like they, anymore. And they have not experienced like, some of these. Remembering things. what it feels like to have their body break down. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, imagine, like, your body right now, all those aches and pains, like, basically just gone because you're no longer, like, slowly. I mean, literally, like, the joke is, like, oh, we're all slowly dying anyways, you know? Like, but for real, like, we're all slowly dying. And it's, like, when they were in the distributary, like, their bodies were probably perfect because they weren't dying. And now their bodies are becoming decrepit and dying. That's true. And also, I just yeah. kind of thought of, she talks later about they must be connected to something. Just the fact that she compares it to, like, they have electricity running through them. I always, I kind of thought of it about like this new power. But I think you're right, because they talk about how sick they feel. Um, yeah. I think you're right. That is a that's a great idea. And then we see that other people, Mara is getting notes that people are hearing voices and things from her in their dreams. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay, so it's not just sure who can hear her thoughts. Like, this is when she starts. It's not, it's not just those I've been intimate with. Yeah, she's like, oh, crap, yeah. what have I been saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 
No, also my my question, um, Aldrin, when he comes in and he says they've cut my throat, if I remember correctly, in Revanche 2, maybe 3, he describes something about, I think maybe the Vex it was, and uh, how f- they gave him this scar. Oh, I believe it was the Fallen. Yeah, because remember the, the Fallen? fallen or the but first he says like how they gave him this scar, so I'm assuming that this what he's referring to yeah the first we learned and later on in well i guess in the past for us since we've already recorded it that yeah um the first in the first aliens that they ran into were the fallen and that's what they ended up having to fight yep that happened and that is what happened when we returned so that's we see that them basically realizing that they're kind of dying and getting some type of power mara's realizing that other people can hear her mind and then the other kind of like information that they gather that's pretty crazy is from Kelda Waj. Um, they refer to her as a master of pedagogy or pedagogy or however you want to pronounce this. Um, and the description for that pedagogy, anyway, the description pedagogy. is, yeah, pedagogy could be. Is that what it was? I don't know. All right, sounds good. It is the method and practice of teaching, especially as an academic subject or theoretical concept. So to me, it's almost like she is a um, teacher of like philosophy and like just the connectivity to like this new universe and stuff. So, um, and the crazy thing is, they're like basically. So we've just discovered that we have some sort of a causality, which we've talked about how the awoken seem to be paracausal. We now hear that all of them have certain levels, and by firing neutrinos, which is kind of funny because we talked about, I think, in a past episode that that is what's described with the Taken from Asher, who is a Jensen scribe, who was doing these studies at one point. Um, They basically pass this stuff through them, and they get varying um, results, which is kind of cool. So we know that some people are more paracausal than others. Yeah. Um, and then they have the idea of what do we call this new teaching when we start teaching people. We can't call this physics because it's not the laws of physics. What do we call something that doesn't follow the laws of, like, science? And, of course, they're all enjoying some glacial water as I love how Kelda rolls her eyes when Mara corrects her for calling her majesty. Right. Like, even at this point, we see that Mara doesn't exactly want to be the, the, the leader. The leader? Yeah, I just love that she's like, we are on a direct democracy, and Kelda's like, oh my god, whatever. You just led us here as our leader, and now you're going to be like, nope, not taking the job. Which Mara later Let's says she mistaken did. That Mara... They literally said, like, the whole freaking rings of, like, the stars were her crown. I mean, so her ego about being queen was kind of big. Oh, that was later. Like, later. This said okay, that but still, still, this is the bar we end up with. So that eye roll, well-deserved. Yeah. Well-deserved. Well, she also said that she didn't need a crown. She would let the universe be her crown, which was kind of baller, but yeah. Yes, yeah. But also the kind of thing that deserves that kind of eye roll. Although this eye roll happens before she says that. Yes. Well, but I'm sure they, they... They could still sense it about her, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that she was like, 
death had no dominion. And she was like, wait, what? And I love how similar you were saying. Um, they were like, when the distributary, we were immortal. And that was because something in that universe was attuned to us. Now that that's gone, something new is attuning to us, which is kind of interesting because that kind of helps us to like, I think we could get the answer to somewhere of like where their powers, where their A causality comes from, something in the universe. Just the fact that, like I said, it's neutrino um, and that stuff that like the Taken have. I almost see like them getting their A causality, their paracausal from something related to the darkness, which is like the hive, or my thinking is the original form of the darkness, which might be the pyramid ships. And I think that's why Mara is studying the pyramid ships so closely. The fact that we think, well, at least I think my theory was that maybe they were the ones who were chasing them. They're what started everything, and they're basically what made them to start with. So now that they're back, they are connected both to the traveler and the pyramid ships at some level. So that's definitely pretty crazy. Uh, that takes care of the two cards that we we got as those books. Uh, any thoughts on the two cards that we received from you guys? I wish we'd gotten them just a hair earlier. <laughs> right. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so much easier and made more sense. But mm-hmm. I think we pieced it together kind of knowing. I, I think it was like, I was kind of hoping for something like, crazy like this big bombshell moment but it really wasn't but it was kind of like the little explanation of but at the same time it was we learned a lot about how they like know that they're kind of a causal Vara is starting to learn that she can like have communication with her people it's, it's kind of cool so just a little bit of something i'm glad they gave it to us i just kind of don't know why they held them off. Before, you know what i'm saying yeah. like they don't seem like so groundbreaking yeah. that this was something that would have ruined something for us it's like how the Star Wars movies came out out of order. I guess. But that was because they didn't. That was a prequel. This was not like, this was already written, and they just decided to pull it out kind of thing. It, I don't know. It's odd. Maybe it's something important later. It might have also been like an issue with the actual code. Yeah, like it was supposed to have dropped, and it just didn't, and they just finally got around to fixing it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? With that pillow all up on your face, occasionally it rubs against your mic. Sorry. Oh, you can still see me? Yeah. You're also rubbing a pillow up against your face. I didn't know you could see that. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. Why don't you just mute yourself and let us go for a while? All right. So now we have a couple lore tabs that are of relevance to the Awoken. More than just a couple. Yeah. Like four or five, something like that. He's got like 11 pages worth of just lore tabs. But they are like double spaced and. They're, yeah, they're, no, they're, they're pretty like, short. They're flavor, flavor text and the short little synopsis that you get in game on armor pieces. So they can't be ridiculously long. But yeah. We'll go ahead and read some of those. Um, and these don't necessarily take place chronologically in any type of story, but they are little bits of information that give us a, like a more maybe understanding of kind of the Awoken as people. So I'll go ahead and read our first one. And this is on Sleepless, the rocket launcher. And it is before the queen's death. And the flavor text on it is, I see our path ahead, full of despair and hardship, and I will walk it with joy in my heart. Shira Ito. 
in the lower tab reads, Shira snorts and coughs as she wakes herself up from a sound sleep. You were drooling, Mara says. She's perched in a divan nearby. There are books open all around her. She has dog-eared dozens of pages. I was dreaming, Shira says, wiping her mouth off with the back of her hand. I saw you on a great black triangle. You split it in two with your bare hands. Hmm. And I was dead, I think. She cracks her neck with a deliciously loud pop. Or trapped? Like in a maze, but pretty close to figuring my way out. Hmm. Sure stands up to stretch. She does not mind that Mara is not listening. Let her read. And there was another woman with you. On the triangle? Mara murmurs. Hmm. Yeah. She was helping. Then your brother showed up and... She shakes out her arms, frowning thoughtfully. Dream is already fading. He said, Tropea. Or maybe it was, uh, tropical. Anyway. Not much to tell here. Um, unless we actually take it that Sure was actually, like, having a prophecy as a dream that's kind of what i was thinking i'm not sure what the black triangle refers to but like her seeing the other Should... woman i see that as like uh petra that's right what I was thinking. also yeah. when you said dog-eared yeah, for the hot little... second before it clicked that you were saying she dog-eared the pages then totally yeah. pictured mara with that stupid dog-ear snapchat filter Oh my god. Oh god. She like, has take a second. It does say it, she has dog gear. Pretty hysterical. And then it was like dozens of Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. My brain for a second was like, wait, what? <laughs> I so also dumb. like that she's just creeping in like the corner of Sure's bedroom. Wow, well, they have a mutual bedroom. I... I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the but then... they've said. But yeah, she's just reading. I'm curious what she's reading, but I just love I know, her. She's like, right? Mara's not paying attention, but then Mara clearly is paying attention because she was like, on oh, the triangle. And she's like, oh. Well, yeah, no, it made me think about today when you and I were at Home Goods and you were like, you're not even listening to what I'm saying. And I'm like, yeah. And I like repeated it back to you. And you're like, okay, like you heard it. Yeah, but, you but like, listening. you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. And that's kind of what their relationship, they do a lot, I think. What if the black triangle is the pyramid ships? That's what I thought when I first understood it. She's standing on a black triangle. You know, then that's actually, that actually is possible. Because originally I thought she was going to see something with like Aldrin being crazy. But like, he's talking about tropical. I don't think that has anything to do with that. Um, right. I think she's seen even something in the future for us. Like you said, maybe Mara is on one of the pyramid ships with Petra and her brother as a guardian since he's back alive. Like all those characters. And sure is dead, but we also know she was kind of dead in the fact that her death had something to do with the Nine, so maybe she's not dead, maybe she's in the yeah, plane I think with that's the Nine, maybe like where Lavinia is. Because she says that, like, she, thought she, she almost was dead. found her way out. Yeah. So maybe this is the thing for the future. Maybe Shur's not dead. Maybe, remember that coin showed up on Shur's body, or we don't exactly know. We didn't really learn exactly what had happened, but there was like a coin from the nine. Yeah. And my thinking is, what if she got pulled into the nine's realm, kind of like Lavinia did when she went through the portal, and she's stuck in this maze trying to get out? I don't know. That's actually a pretty. There's a lot of kind of could be a lot of foreshadowing on this teeny little card. 
Yeah. Maybe a lot of really trippy stuff. <clears throat> yeah. What if Sure comes back and she's reunited with her love? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, they found wow, wow. Do you want to read <laughs> Mrs. Hyphen, or should we just, you'll just in throw in thoughts as you're feeling uh, like. Let's see. We can just take turns going back and forth, and you just. This one's not too work. long. I can probably. I can probably look at it long enough. Let me try it. All right. All right. So this one's titled Wish Ender. Flavor text reads Don't fret. It's a simple expedition. We'll be back before lunch. Sure, I do. First Queen's Wrath. Lord Habreed. Sure, I do stood the slow joint snapping second to none, but the sobs themselves stood straight back, sharp sighted, pleased to skewer enemies at any distance. Sure, I do listened close, head cocked, air knocked, listening to her queen's layered lies and heard only the truth as endless courtly complaints flowed around them like the mitts of Divalia. Shirida watched shadows, wind warp, widen, watched, surveillance feeds, encrypted, snaps the weapon hand of every woman and man who wished an audience. Shirida swore with revelation, righteous fury, betrayed, 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 betrayed. Swore an oath to rise again. Shirado drew, loosed, drew, fell, lost. It's a very confusing card. Um, there's a lot of alliterations, like a lot of S's and W's in that lot, that second paragraph. Um, and Does it's, anybody it's, else feel like this is showing, like how the nine like took her or something? That's what I'm saying. You got to remember if yeah. you do the um, the curse week when you go into the mission. Remember, Sure is telling us this is basically either a some type of vision or Sure basically kind of getting lost. Because um, it even says in the flavor text, Sure it quotes her as saying like, "Oh, it's just simple. We'll be back yeah, before exactly. lunch." You and know then, that like, Sure went the missing, way that. So- I think the way that lost is written out underneath is the same way that the text is written in the other one where the nine are speaking. Yeah, which is another reason why I I would think that as we just kind of discussed, she might not be truly dead, but she is missing. And I think this is the encounter because remember, we see her in the shattered throne as like that statue still giving us a message. So I think she is still somehow connected. Maybe she was lost in the shattered throne. Somehow on an expedition. Yeah, I mean, we it don't says really know what happened. Lost. It doesn't say that she's dead. And especially after reading that about. other text where she says she's like trapped in a maze. I mean, you're trapped yeah, in a maze, that, you're lost. I think this is, yeah, this is her kind of getting stuck in it. It's kind of my thoughts. Like, and I'm it's 100% on, convinced that some point of the storyline will eventually bring sure <laughs> I know back now. And it's on her weapon flavor text. So it's all about her journey. And she eventually gets lost and gives us the bow. So that's kind of my thoughts and what that's really happening yeah. there. She's coming back for sure. Mar and her are going to be reunited. Now I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you guys have all these moments in cards where you're like, oh, my God. And I just feel like whenever this card drops, we're going to be like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to have one of those moments now, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. 
Like I like like when you and like Hyven talk about cards to me, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's really clever. Oh, that's really. But like, I don't have those like, oh my god moments right. that you guys do. And because like, you don't when have. We get that card that says like, and then Shrido. That's because like, you you've <gasps> never <laughs> you've never gone over this stuff. You don't have the setup exactly. for the like, exactly. punchline. But so now I'm excited because I have a setup for something, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm convinced because Destiny doesn't just do this. So that, but that is literally what Destiny is. They have a plan, but they set up a lot of stuff for lore and like for fan theory. And when, so that way, when you know you do get answers, it's like, oh my god, I knew it, or oh my god, I had no idea it was changed. Uh, that was literally confirmed in Focus Fire's episode talking to John Goff, the writer of the Thorn Last Word Everything. He specifically said that he's known the story from the beginning. Parts of the story that he's written in his mind might not ever happen, but he always had an end. It could have ended whenever. He knew the whole story, but he purposely writes in a way where he thinks that, like, not knowing everything right away creates more, like, mystery and interest. It does. And, and fear I mean, theory. Because of it. And it does, because haven't you ever watched a movie where the ending, does, like, a good ending, but doesn't just tell you the answer? You leave that theater, like, Oh, damn. But, like, those ones where it's, like, and they live happily ever after, and you knew everything. You're like, oh, that was a good movie. But you, like, don't think about it. Like, you finish, like, Inception, and, like, he goes back to his family, and they never show you if that freaking a charm stops spinning. No, but the because, whole thing like, is, is that it, charm was not his. His thing was his wedding ring. But, see, we could go into fan theories right now. The fact yeah, that exactly. he still should have stopped because of normal gravity. Um, But, like... It was stopping, but maybe it didn't stop. But if it did stop, does it matter? Because it wasn't his charm. So you know what I'm saying? So like, just that little thing causes fan theories. And I think that's how purposely the writers do that stuff. They're doing it with Drifter right now. We have all these. We had all these theories about who Drifter was. A lot of them were wrong. Um, John Goff specifically talked about how he kind of he doesn't write all the stuff about Drifter and stuff. But anything that is used about Last Word Thorn Shin. They have to come to him first because he's kind of in charge of like that creative aspect of it and they have to make sure things. So he liked the idea that some people wanted to think that Drifter was Dredgen Yor or Shin and all this crazy stuff. So like they write this stuff to let us have great fan theories. So, yes, I think it is perfectly plausible to have some of these theories and like when we for them to set up to like drop these crazy moments for us. And I think that shows that even this teeny little text on a weapon could do something like that for us because that's exactly what thorn did seventh understanding i mean seventh book of sorrow 13 understanding seventh book of sorrow it's like what and we've been wondering about that forever so it's cool yeah no i i completely second that that thought all right are we ready to move on yeah let's do it okay these uh, this is for the oath keeper exotic armor the flavor text is, I have not yet met my true death. Sure, Ido. First Queen's Wrath. And the lore tab reads, This was on her body, Your Grace. A strange coin lay at the center of Avra's outstretched palm. Mara took it between thumb and forefinger and held up it to the cosmos with dainty contempt. Wergild, she thought. Powerful grief filled her chest, as thick and caustic and heavy 
as unset concrete. And her bow? Gone. Huggin? Moonin? The Ahamkara are dead, and their bones are silent. But Petrovenge has... Who? A Corsair. Recently titled. She is a child. Paladin Zyre flinched as if slapped. My queen, our spies in the House of Judgment tell us the wolves plan to attack Hygieia next. I loved Shur, as I love all we have lost, and I grieve her. But if we divert our attention now to vengeance against an unknown enemy, Mara put down the coin and allowed herself a small, humorless smile. Then let it be my diversion. So we get a little bit more about this. This is what I mentioned before. Um, they find sure in some way with a coin on her body. Um, it would not be the craziest thing for even though they have a body for her like being to somehow like if if the nine can be dark matter, who's to say that she couldn't somehow be alive without her body or that this couldn't be some form of her you know what i'm saying like or this could have all been a vision maybe they didn't find it regardless we have something linking to the nine um because we let we talk about we found out later that this is like a coin dealing with with the nine and also the fact that there were two ahamkara with her the nine were very interested in ahamkara they're gone they claim that their bones are silent because they're dead so my thing is are they there, or are they just silent because they're completely gone? Does that mean the Nine have an Ahamkara? I would say no. Maybe they were killed. They're gone. The Ahamkara maybe were being studied by the Nine, because we know the Nine are interested in the Ahamkara. Um, but, like, that whole little bit there is, like, crazy. And then Petra Vinge is brought up, who is, at this point, just still very, very young. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot to unpack, just, like, right here. Well, so so... On your comment about the Ahamkara, the Nine wouldn't have done anything to the Ahamkara because they killed him. Right. Yeah. Um, and well, we my know theory that... was just that they were gone in the same way Sure could possibly be gone, not actually dead. Or do you think that they actually found bones? Whatever killed them, like killed them so much I... that there were bones left. I thought of it more of they are so gone that we can't even hear the whispers from the bones that we usually have. So they're not just dead somewhere. They're like silenced. Right. I don't know. Because, I mean, even in the smallest Ahamkara bones, you hear the whispers. Yeah, so that's why my thought was there are no bones. There was no body to find. They were just gone. But, like, it says even there, and their bones are silent. So they have some bones. Well, that's my but that's my thing. We know that bones are never silent. So that's my that's why I thought there was two theories. They're do you say that in the sense that they're dead like there's they must be dead because there is no there is there's not the slightest bit of like anything left of them. We're not even getting the whispers. Like not like that we found literal bones, but just talking in the sense that like they're they're gone or is that the Ankara were found dead, and that, but their bones are not whispering like they normally do. Regardless of what it means, I suppose. I don't know. I, I feel like you could read that a couple different ways. Regardless, as you say, all Ankara bones have whispers. And the fact that they don't 
would lead me to think that it was not just they were shot and killed. You know what I'm saying? Something right. more substantial had to have happened. That was my right. only point. Um, the only other thing that I want to point out is you're talking about the 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 coin from the nine. No, it's a strange coin, like the yeah, kind but we it, gave to to Zur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, it's a strange coin. They say that at at a point, but because Zur is linked to the nine, I thought of it as like it is. Sorry, yeah, it is a strange coin which are linked to Zur slash yeah. emissary of the nine. So. I think of it as the nine. I almost think of like they sent Zer up there to like sweep her up, in the same way they Zer kind of did the same thing to um, Orin. Remember Zer uh, appeared to Orin well, before as she was a guardian, and then next thing you know she's becoming the emissary. So like Zer's like doing stuff for them. I feel like he is their servant. Yeah, but I I don't think Zer has the strength to handle sure if he's actually i mean the man can appear in an instant and disappear he's quite possibly powered by the nine doesn't matter how amazing sure is i don't think we i think we take for granted that uh, zur is just a uh, seller of things well so i'm i'm looking at I don't His think she was killed by Zer. I don't think he was killed. I think oh, no, 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 she, no. something I, I else either. has happened to her. I don't either. <clears throat> no, I'm looking at Zer's interaction with Orin and how easily Zer was was handled. But he was he was there as a manipulator. He freaking had the jar of ashes from her mother that was not even like a thing she knew existed anymore. She couldn't remember what it was, but you somehow new cards. he had this joy. This, right, we, we're this we're jar. jumping at this point. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're jumping this, to new this cards. Is, no, we're not. This is exactly what this is about, though. This is but this card. Is we learn in the new cards? Huh? What did you say? I yeah, these, this... this is some stuff, but it is relevant to this at this time. Either way, I don't know. It, it it could be that. The nine have her. Um, mm, yeah, my only yeah, that's my only thing is we know from another book that a strange coin was found in her body. It links to the nine. We also know from the other books that the Amkara are very interesting to the nine. So my only thought is we now have some type of link to the death of Shir to the nine. And right. when the nine are around, nothing is sure. I as Oh, that, that's not supposed to not or nothing is absolute. That's my point. Oh, I preferred the pun. Yeah, it was good. And and then, of <laughs> course, at the end, it sounds, like we, the pun. it sounds like it sounds like Paladin desires like we can't fight people right now. It's going to be a diversion. And she's basically like, I'll do it myself. But we see she's not happy with this whole thing. She wants to take action. And I kind of don't know what she was going to say about Petrovinge and why. Like, it, it's funny to like see, she got so angry all of a sudden. It, it's funny to see the anger, like, flash fire <clears throat> anger towards Petra. It's almost like, uh, sure is gone. What about the Amkar? They're dead. But Petrovinge, I don't care about her. She's just a child. Right. Yeah. It's ironic, 
considering he, how... He becomes the, the next Wrath. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's quite interesting, but um, we know a lot more about Petra now, too, that she, at this point in her life, when Shear died, is becoming a Corsair. We know she was actually raised to be a Tekune, um, and then she became a Corsair and a Paladin, but that gives us a little time frame. All right, yep, let's move on uh, before Mrs. Hyven freaks out and kills us all. <clears throat> so we will stop there. There are definitely a lot more um, lore tabs and flavor text to read from a lot of the Dreaming City stuff, uh, but we will tack on the Dreaming City armor and weapons to the Dreaming City episode. Yes, there is a whole other lore book about the Awoken and about some of the more current events um, linked to things like the raid and um, our current cast of characters that you're more used to in some of the missions you've been playing in dreaming city and the curse and all that kind of stuff so this is i think is a great end um as far as early life of the awoken and we'll pick this back up someday when we vote on dreaming city to see a little bit more about them currently uh, so at this point we can take it out to shout outs um and elemist take our first shout out first shout out as always ishtar collective uh second shout out i want to shout out to um my sister and my brother-in-law they're finally tying the knot after being together for five years six years um, and it only took a couple different small crises for it to happen. But, um, yeah. Well, congratulations to them from a random stranger they don't know. Right. <laughs> and the random stranger's wife. Yep. Tell them congratulations. And uh, we'll do. And you know what? Third shout out to my brother, the the genius who is going through the death march. Yeah, is that almost over? Finals are next week. Oh, nice. Man. Hope it goes well for him. Wish him the best for that too, man. You know, like, I actually I was thinking about him the other day. I was like, oh, finals probably like either happened or they're coming up. And like I, I was just talking to him uh, yesterday, or it might have been th- earlier this morning. I I the days have kind of blurred together. Um, but going into the finals, for one class he has an A, and for all the other classes he has a B. And he's... a lot of difficult classes. <clears throat> right. Yeah, it's like really I love math, physics, and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Honestly, when you're getting to that level, like just passing is impressive, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. all that really matters. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah. Alright, well, uh I did not I was not prepared for shoutouts. As I said earlier in the episode, I was just excited when I was like, oh, crap, I forgot we have an episode tonight. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, shoutouts to uh, Focus Fire Chat and their more recent episode with John Goff. I think it's really cool. Um, it was shout so out good. To that, just because listening to literally, it was such a calm conversational. They talked about Star Wars. Basically, me and Elemis off episode conversation like a couple weeks ago was just what they recorded. They talked about in, uh, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars, and some of the Destiny story. And that's like, that's me and Elemist in our free time. So it was nice to just yeah. listen to friends talk. And just shout out to John Goff for being such a presentable character. Like, I just didn't expect, you know, to me, he's like 
he's like famous. He's like royalty. He is the writer of this. Like in my mind, this is like the writer of like he's like what you know like what what people like have like George R R Martin or like J K Rowling. These like amazing writers. To me, he's like on that level. He has written such an amazing story for me. But he's and you know he writes a lot of stuff for Destiny. But he's just like a dude. He has to like stop himself. From not like giving out spoilers and like get contracts, get himself in trouble, right? He's just cool, and I loved to hear that like he had a vision for this, and he loves the fan theories. He loves that people like have these crazy ideas and are like sometimes angry when they can't figure stuff out. It was just really nice. He didn't give us answers, but he like every time. This is the second time he's been on there. Um, every time he talks, he just like gives me information that gives me confidence that like. They're not just pulling this stuff out of their ass, guys. Like, well, it's kind of like writers like know what favorite... they're doing, and it's cool. He's, it's really fun. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you have like a favorite TV show, and then you also like find out I don't know, like the main characters are married in real life, or like they're cool people in real life too. Like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess my shout is to Focus Fire Chat for giving them this opportunity to reach out to somebody who all of us in the Destiny community is a celebrity that they tried that and that they handled it so casually and great both times they've done it. And that the fact that he wants to come back on more often, you know, and shout out to him for being the guy who is like, I'm just a fan like you guys are. Um, so yeah. that was really, really cool. Um, you know, I, that's a podcast that I always listen to. Um, I always have a shout out to Focus Fire Chat. And in the same way, Elemist has a shout out for Ishtar Collective. I have that one, too, but he takes that one. So um, Focus <laughs> Fire Chat's kind of like what um, one of the biggest there have been others, but that is like the lore podcast where like Bife is the YouTube and like Mylan is like Bife and you are like your YouTube sensations for lore. Focus Fire Chat is like the lore community and that like a lot of people are actually part of. Ishtar Collective, you know, is obviously one of them, but Focus Fire Chat's a big one too. Um, I know me and Elmist are part of their Discord, even though I'm not really commenting all the time. I'm always listening Same. to their episodes and um, involved. So shout out to them. I guess I didn't have a shout out, but I actually had a pretty nice one. <laughs> That's it for me. And it's it's always surreal when you find out that like these people that you look up to or you know you think are you know celebrities in in your view, I mean, are just regular people. And that's honestly right. how the Destiny community is. All these celebrities, like whether they're amazing Crucible, like PvP players, or like you freaking meet Bife, or like the Crucible radio guys, or like Focus Fire Chat. You go to Guardian Con, you just meet them. Or you go to Guardian Con this year, and you'll probably just have a nice conversation with Deej when they're there giving us new information. Like, that is the Destiny community. Their celebrities are just, we're just all nerds. We're all fans. And I really, really, that's why the community's also always been so uh, nice for me. And that's why, I mean, why my wife, who had no interest in video games, is a part of this community now, because she only knew, like, shooter bro, like, everything is toxic. Yeah. Kind of everything I grew games, up with was so. like, Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not trying to say Call of Duty is the worst. If you like Call of Duty, that's fine. But like, you but know, there's not I like the cool story and like, I don't know. You gotta admit, man, Bungie is putting a lot better graphics oh. and story. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a beautiful. You know, and that's the thing. It's fantasy. That's, it's fantasy. That's one of the so things that's like different to me thing. about like Destiny from like something like Call of Duty. The story makes a big deal to me. The story made me like actually interested in getting on and trying to play the story. And, you know, even now as I'm like less and less into playing it, I'm still like really excited when we get new lore dropped and stuff like that because 
the story is so intricate and so beautiful. Like, I just, I'm and, just constantly blown away by the writers. And one other thing that John Goff said that I didn't even think about. He, at one point, was just talking about his story. He went into talking about them as Bungie when they wrote the story. Should have explained that from the beginning, it was supposed to be a very bare-bones vanilla story. He talked about that their problem was probably not explaining that as the game grew, the story was going to grow. I don't remember, know if you remember him saying that element, but he had talked about how um, it, their biggest fault was just that they didn't explain to everything, to everyone, what was going to happen. And it was just really nice to hear that they've always had this plan about this little bits of information. And sure, it could be a cop-out saying, we always plan this, but I genuinely believe that they always had a plan and that as your character was going to progress and grow, so was the story, which they kind of did say because they told us that this game was going to expand and grow with us over like a 10-year process. And I think it's crazy for people to have the thought that story was all going to be there on day one because those are boring games when you have everything at once. Um, yeah, but it was nice to like hear that. through the game, like it, that's it, it's done. Yeah, because, and I appreciate it. Like, Mrs. Hyven watched me play the last bit of a Bioshock Infinite and was like tripped that out on the story. That was insane. But, we finished that and it was done. Whereas she comes back every week for Destiny because great <laughs> story can be given to you, not all at once, and you can still appreciate it in little bits. So. Yeah, Absolutely. and you can sit around and have crazy like mind trips about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Great right. podcast. Any other shout outs, Mrs. Hyven, or did you kind of was that kind of like our group shout out to Bungie? <laughs> I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really have a shout out, but I feel like it's really important to shout out Bungie. Um, they they do a lot of uh, good work, um, you know, and I think like it's a job that I hope they all really enjoy. And I think that positive um, feedback and comments and praise are one of the ways that we can make sure they're enjoying their job. Because I know, you know, there are always like those haters out there and um, I just, you know. Even if they're not listening to us, we're just kind of one more person, like, speaking it out there, just saying, you know, that we really appreciate what they do and we really um, love how it's brought different things into each of our lives and, you know, how it's brought, like, us together. Um, you know, we have Elemist in our life solely because of Destiny, you know? I mean, like, it's crazy. And... Like, that's just, like, a friendship that, like, I can't imagine not having. And, like, we have Bungie and Destiny to think. And that sounds so weird, dude. Like, I have a video game to think for it. But, like, you know, like, especially as, like, a person like myself who's not really, like, a gamer person. You know? I mean, that's... I just... I don't know. It's it's really cool to me. It's it's really cool. And, um, yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. (laughs) And I guess not necessarily... It's almost shout-out kind of reminder but not quite is um i know focus fire chat actually talked about this but there have been what some would refer to as like this mass exodus from bungie lately um there have been a couple people who have left all around the same time um and people my reminder is don't get up in arms let's not grab your pitchforks this is not them firing half their staff um i think blue crew from focus fire put it really really well is what happens is Eventually, people want to move on to new things, and the fact that it's all happening at the same time might be because a lot of companies, in order for you to get your benefits from the year before, require that you 
work to a certain point in the year before you can leave to get your benefits. You know, maybe that's whether it's like a severance package for a company that's closing down or just someone who has like a benefits package. So it, the fact that people are leaving is not, let's not say that like Bungie's done and they're firing their staff or they're like completely done and they're firing everyone. All these people are quitting because they're tired. For all you know, they wanted to have a break. I mean, these people work like crazy. They wanted to have some time with their families and maybe it was just like the quarter of their company when like it's an opportunity to move on. So I don't know like if you guys have seen, stock is high. but like, yeah, two, <laughs> the two is big, like crucible designers left. Um, one of the big story or writers left. Plot twist. Um, somebody's poaching uh, Bungie's people because they're starting their own game. For sure. I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say I know, but I would just say a reminder is. Yeah. I think the reminder just in general is like, in we don't have the whole story. Yeah. Don't so, like, don't about it. Just like, just let things play out. Yeah. So that's my thing. Um, Don't like, get your panties you know, in a bunch of rumors of like, then you're just going to have a wedgie. not going to exist anymore. Oh, all their writing team's going to get away again. Oh, they're, they're going to reset the whole story like they did originally and all this crap. Just stop speculating, guys. Speculation is right. fun when it is about like theoretical concepts and story it, and like cool new things that might happen in the game. Speculation is not fun when you're talking about how everything is going to be ruined because of blank, blank, blank that could happen. It yeah. just turns into negativity. So, and I would think our our fans, we don't have fans, let's come down, our <laughs> listeners <laughs> and some of our Twitter followers, I appreciate that they're not there talking how we're like bungee apologists, how we always say good things. I appreciate that the people who listen to our podcast have always said, we really like how you guys are really positive and how we can see that you really love the game. So that's that's the kind of people I want to be around, and I appreciate our um, listeners for that and not just saying, oh, we just only look at the good stuff. Because there have been some bad in Destiny, but I just don't have the desire to dwell on things that make me unhappy. Yeah, I'd like life. to point out, like, this is just a heaven in real life, like... He's very just like, okay, and so we move on. Like That's his personality about all things. So, of course, it would play into Destiny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sucks when people's yeah. favorite designers or story writers leave. But at the same time, if they're maybe feeling like they want to move on to bigger, better things, it's good for them because they might go make something amazing for us in this new world. But at the same time, it might be good for a company because now they're getting fresh eyes. We're always yeah, talking about we too. want new stuff and change. Like. It could be a good thing. So let's, I guess my, my statement is just try not to freak out when things change. It could be good. Well, and, and so the thing I wanted to point out is it, they're all leads. They're not the entire team. Yeah. They're passing on the reins, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Somebody else is going to be promoted up to the lead of Crucible sandbox changes, you know, or, you know story lead or raid lead whatever and for all you know that guy has presented the same idea 50 times and it's been rejected and now it's his time to shine yeah that was one of the other (laughs) people one of the guys who have made the race has left but imagine luke smith was the guy who made like our first raid and we thought he was amazing and then like he got promoted as like kind of like head of like the whole destiny like our, our franchise luke smith is Doing something, and, and we hardly see him all the time, but we were so excited about him doing that at one point. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there have been changes in the past. There's that whole stuff about the whole story team has gotten, like, changed throughout time. 
And like, I don't know what's true and what's not, but we've we've made it through in the past, and it hasn't killed destiny. You know, it's sometimes right. nice to bring in new people, and it's yeah. honestly as people, it's kind of nice for them to go have a vacation. I can't imagine the amount of hours these people work. I know um, some of them, like Josh Hamrick specifically said, I'm leaving on great terms. I loved my time with Bungie. I'm going to have a vacation and spend some time with family before I come back and start making games. And like, yeah. So without beating this dead horse too much, I guess, just like, I just, I guess I just bring it up because with Destiny 3 coming and like Season of Opulence being our last DLC, I just feel like, and having a little bit of a law in some of our stuff that's been happening, like, you know, in this, this time, I just feel like people like speculate about what the future is going to hold. And when you see change, some people get so negative. So it's just nice to try to stay positive and keep it all happy. Yeah. Just remember to stay positive. And if you do have negativity, make it constructive, man, for like some criticism. And we, I, I like a nice argument, but just don't be a jerk about it. Or we'll kick you from our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree. I'm gonna tell on Bungie about you. Yeah, I don't have any power. I don't even know. I don't even touch our Twitter. So you, but I know Mrs. Hyven's not gonna deal with any of your foolishness. Either. Oh, that's for sure. Actually, as so to close out our show, send all of your positive remarks and poll updates to our Twitter, and send all your negativity to Elemis so that the email can get some action. So if you want to fit us some hate, please. Email Elemist specifically. <laughs> and that's guard- at- guardians underscore lower at outlook.com. <laughs> oh, and on that note, we'll catch you guys later. Take care. Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Silence yourself. In. <clears throat> I forgot what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you, and that was a really ugly noise that Alice is gonna put in the bloopers later. I sound like a freaking foghorn boat. <laughs> you just made it worse. <laughs> Take a screenshot There's next time you do that too. Screenshot that. Please All right, here know. we go. Please let That's me know what you label that in the noise files. May eleventh. What is this topic? Marcina slash Woken of the Reef. Extra it's literally extra. written right there. Like Elvis makes it so simple for I don't, you. I, I don't just read from. I just kind of know what we're actually talking about before I start a podcast, you know. So. Shut your little pot face. Island. There. I mean, that sounds <laughs> enjoyable, but. Yeah, and you're the queen of little pot. Gave me permission. <laughs> all right. Anyway. No, but it's all dude little pot. Oh, that's not as fun. Yeah. But maybe they're like <clears throat> for like giving me getting me food and stuff. Anyway, what are we Let talking about? about you. Okay, I want to start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Who <laughs> all of a sudden is acting quiet and shy after just you know right? Okay, wait, wait, no, no, calm down. I was really calm down. freak out, and because I felt like what you said was stupid, but it's fine. It's whatever. I said it was cool. Stupid. Yeah, if you didn't know already, I'm your host tonight. Like little bit Paul. Yeah, they knew. Maybe not. What if this is their first episode? Or what if they don't can't distinguish our voices? Because we all sound so similar. So similar. Oh, you've yeah. got I totally you, sound like Mrs. Hyven. Then yeah, you've got that... right. And then you've got me who's just Wait, did you just personate elements just by saying right?
Yeah, I did. Pitch <laughs> freeze. Take a shot. Mm. Anyways. Boarding setup is beautiful. Anyway. Alright, guys. White and shine. On the Twitter. Um, follow the link. the Twitter. You sound like an old person. That's I like say... how the elderly refer to Twitter. It's just, it's on sentence. Twitter. You didn't let me finish. Or it's on our Twitter page. That's what I was going to say. You didn't Twitter. let me finish. I paused to think about the rest of the... It was the second time it's... you said it. I let the first one go. Because <laughs> I was going to say page. Yeah. All of the lore books are pretty dang good. Okay, you can't say that. That's like saying... What, what are you talking about? No, I said there's a lot of good poll options as far as we could use a different website. He's been burned by Panera a couple times it... like that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I ordered my Why food, isn't our food here app. yet. <laughs> and then because I didn't choose I want to have tracking on, they were like, You clearly don't want this because you haven't answered the tracking situation. I was like, I just I just paid. No, and the worst part was this was after the worst day of work I've ever had, where my boss basically insinuated that if I didn't get something done that they had missed the deadline on and they didn't do and I went to lunch instead, I was going to get fired. So I hadn't had lunch all day. <laughs> and then my freaking Panera was late. And then when it finally shows up, they didn't bring my smoothie or my cookie. It was like the worst day of my life. Jesus. Yeah. Anyways, this isn't what we're supposed to be podcasting on. Once again. Check so out our other podcast. The, the Panera the podcast guys. with the people. We have a lot of options for all the books. Have I been unmuted this whole time? No, you just either that or you. If you were, you were real quiet. I didn't hear any feedback or anything from you. Cool. <clears throat> didn't matter. Most people ask if I've been <laughs> muted this whole time, but you were literally like, "Have I been unmuted this whole time?" That makes me question, like, what, what were you doing that you didn't want people to hear? Right. Look, if you had started eating in the microphone, you would have known instantly. I have such bad problem with mouth noises that I literally made myself angry. Chewing food in the car by myself. Yeah. So you will never hear chewing on this podcast. Yeah, or at my least own, not from you. My own mouth. Oh, no. I will <laughs> delete the episode if you try to post it. <laughs> I hate mouth noises. I can't help it. It's, it's rough. And I know a lot of people hate chewing on podcasts. We'll make, actually, I, I lie. For all I know, maybe we'll, like, secretly, like, write. We, we'll, we'll post an episode that is titled, like, the Traveler Explained, and it's just going to be all three of us eating saltine crackers in the microphone for five minutes straight. With peanut butter on them. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's going to be my dog licking your face for five minutes straight. Oh, my God. Why is it your dog licking <clears throat> my face? Because <laughs> my, dog. my dog, the one in here, is louder than your dog in there with you. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so off topic, guys. Guys, so... Just not parenting. <clears throat> Talent. Look. Just let me read this. You fell asleep while we were talking. I, I didn't. I was actually looking at Instagram pictures of twins, triplets, quadruplets, and a couple of quintuplets. Okay. Okay. So, our Destiny podcast, always fun. <laughs> with a nice outside view. You, you next time we'll just start talking about like Star Wars and the Avengers, and then you can do it. We actually already did that last week. We just can record yeah, it. Yeah, once I got well, off. Anyway, so. shut up. Let's do I'm it. Reading now. I'm so ready. Sure, Ido listened close, head cocked, arrow knocked, listening to her queen's layered lies, and heard only the truth as endless courtly 
complaints flowed around them, like the myths of Divalia. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> I should have said it with Just, more confidence. Know, also, you might have to take the pillow off your face a little bit. And you said uh, it's, it's not. She notched her arrow. Not uh, knocked it. Not, I, that's why I was like, confused. I was like, what does this play on words? You do sound a little a little bit weird because either you have a pillow on your face or you're lying on your back. One of the two. It's because my neck is twisted to read. Here, I'll sit up. Oh. All right. Not let me read, read. No, it's okay. I'll reread. You don't have to reread. No, I would just start from that sentence. It wasn't that bad. I was just giving you a heads up. Well, oh. no, it, it does say knocked. Yeah, it says knocked. Cocked arrow knocked. Knocked has a K. It's got a K. That is a K. No, the before. K-N-O-C-K-E-D. But notch would be a C-H. Hold on. I'm, this might be an arrow. Look. Thing. No, yeah, it is. It's how it's spelled. Notch. To fit an arrow to the bowstring, ready for shooting. Are you reading the proper... But no, it's spelled knock. Knock. It's pronounced knock. Look at the pronunciation. Hold on. Knock. Yeah, see? And I just pulled up the card, and that's exactly how it's spelled. Yeah, that is how it's spelled, but that is the word for, like, notching an arrow. Yeah, it's fit an arrow to the bowstring, ready for shooting. But listen, the word is knock, and here is Google pronouncing it. Knock. Knock. I don't think so. I think that's... Google just said it. Yeah, but have you ever heard not pronounce that as you notch an arrow? That's how I pronounce it. That's how I've always heard people say it. Dictionary.com just also said knock. With the E-D. Not just knock. Okay, but... You can read however you want, but I am not going to say that it's knocked. That is the word that I have known my whole life as you notch an arrow. So maybe I've just been pronouncing it wrong. Either way, it doesn't really matter. It is. The noun version is a notch on an arrow that fits in a bowstring. It is like the notch of the arrow. But verb-wise, I guess it's knock or knocked. If that's what you're going with. I don't agree, but that works for me. That's what the definition literally says. That's what the internet says. And the internet doesn't lie. Okay, but I mean like (laughs) dictionary.com rarely does. Right, right. Okay, I'm going to read my sentence again. Should I watch Shadows Wind... Oh, excuse me. She just let us read. You can do it. No, it's not about being... Proving something. If you got a headache, just let us read. No, it's okay. Let me at least finish this. Yeah, finish this card, but let us do the rest. Try to watch Shadow's wind warp widen watched surveillance feeds encrypted snaps the weapon. I'm sorry, is anybody else feeling like this doesn't make sense? A bit. I'm struggling to read this because there's like... There's also a lot of alliteration here. Yeah. Okay, let me just do it again. I'll just go with it. 